Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Senate Podcast once again. I'm Josh Shimanoff. As always, welcomed by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It is Angel Ortega. As always, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Specifically, it is UFC 276 Fight Week, ladies and gentlemen. International Fight Week going down this week in Vegas. We do have a lot more to talk about. Before we get into all of that, as always, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% of all your energy needs. Got to You know what? I went ahead and went out. Angel, as always, you know, hit the gym. You know what I always got with me? My Rogue Energy shaker bottle. You can get that and get some drinks. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for a friend. It's a nice summer. You know, when you're going out, have some Rogue Energy with you. Use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. Angel, I'm sure you do that all the time, you know? Um... <laughs> But regardless, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into UFC 276, we do have some UFC to go over, actually. UFC Vegas 57 in UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. The main event, we knew going in, it was going to be an absolute banger, and it was exactly that. Mateus Gamrat defeats Armand Sarukian in the main event. However, it does not come without controversy. Uh, look, man, this is a really contentious decision, and it's one that I'll say right off the bat. I am biased. I love me some Armand Sarukian. I also thought it was a really terrible decision. Um, that being said, it was a unanimous decision, 48-47 across the board. If you look at the main decision, it's very close on the fan side, media side. It's very much uh, in the Armand Sarukian camp. So, Angel, I'll throw it back to you. What did you think about the main event, and who do you think deserved the victory? I mean, we talked about, obviously, a little bit in the pre-show. I give you some thoughts and some opinions. I even, I even questioned myself, Josh. Can you believe that? I doubted myself that that's so weird man you're always you're always so sure in your own opinions you know i i try to be and you know and i admit when i'm wrong josh i do my best i've learned you know as a man you learn this at some point in your lifetime you learn that sometimes you have to admit when you're wrong you gotta grow up yeah you gotta grow up yeah exactly and i'll I'll say right here man i am not gonna i'm not going back on anything that i said earlier josh let's go what if my take was completely different on what you just you were just fucking with me the entire time i was actually fucking with you josh i actually fully thought gamrot won i actually thought he i think i thought he 50 45 (laughs) 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 no i mean i almost thought quite the opposite actually i'm not sure you can damn near 50 45 yeah but uh no i mean to bring it back a little bit and, and bring it full circle I mean, Josh, I thought it was a clear sorry you could win. Uh, mm-hmm. I was so sure of it. I, I, I reached, I, I, uh, I had to rewatch this card or I had to rewatch this fight because I ended up watching most of the card the day of kind of broken throughout my day. Uh, and, uh, I watched some highlights and stuff, but I was so tired for the main event. I think I watched like maybe around one or two and then I just passed that. I was just dead for the day and I'm rewatching it today. So it's pretty fresh in my mind, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. So don't question, don't, you, you should not doubt me with any of my opinions, but, uh. I'm not doubting you at all. But, uh. Yeah, it might be, but. You might be. But, uh. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I watched it back and I thought it was, uh, I, I had, I had four rounds. I, I, I had four clear rounds for Saryukin, if I'm being honest with you. I, uh, I could have, definitely the last one I gave it to Gamera, I was like, I'll finally concede, you know, I'll give one away, but I thought Saryukin won the fight, man. I thought he won fair and square. I thought there was, I saw there were some contingencies in the third round where Gamera got dropped. And, 
to me, that was probably one of the easiest rounds to score. And, uh, I mean, it was one of the rounds that unanimously was given to Gamrod across, even from the, even from the people, man. Cause I, I went and looked on a, I have this app that I use where you can see a other, like what the overall main scorecard is. And they had the round three for Gamrod. I went on and made decisions. Even a lot of the fans had round three. I just thought that was really weird. I thought he deserved a round because he dropped him. I thought that was the biggest moment of the round. It was the mm-hmm. most, he had done the most damage in that fight in that moment or that round. Uh, I just, I was really confused about that. I was really puzzled. I mean, I definitely, I, I need to, I need to go around and listen to some podcasts, hear some other takes, get some other opinions. Cause, uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was four rounds of one going into that. If I would have mm-hmm. been watching that live going into that scorecard, I would have been like, all right, easy, sir, you can win. Let's get it. Yeah. Where I'm at, man. Um, I thought this is a pretty bad decision. Now, uh, there's obviously been worse robberies, and I will say, full props to Gamrock, because that was an insane fight. I mean, he did full credit to him. That, that was a hell of a fight. That being said, I feel like I say it every single week on this show, you know, and I saw people always go on, and I saw it after this one too, like, oh, you know what? It was a close fight. You can't be mad about the decision. You, you gotta you make a t shirt now, Josh. You gotta make I'm a like, t shirt. Things can be close. And they can be clear. This is a close but clear win for Armand Sarukian, in in my opinion. Um, I thought that he did way more damage. And the thing is, man, it's like we're we are like every single week people are like it's damage over control. That's why Valentina Shchenko still has the title. Just we just saw that. And now the like the judges on last Saturday went, no, wait a minute, the control is more important than the damage. The exact opposite of what we just, like, and there wasn't even that much control. Armand Sarukin did significantly more damage. And he dropped him in the fourth round, like you said. He dropped him in the fourth round, and they gave that round to Gamra. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I just, I'm so, I'm so tired of it. Because it's like, robberies have always been a terrible thing, but isn't Schmier's, we're having this conversation way more frequently. I feel like we've had this conversation once a week for the past, like, two months. Like I think it's 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 an eternal thing. It's a it's something that we've been doing. It's a conversation we've had since we started this. It's a never ending topic across I think all MMA for the longest time right now. Whether or not it's going to change, I mean I don't know. It's gonna I don't know what it's going to take. <laughs> I think it's going to have to be something ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like ridiculous to occur. Like some Avengers level threats going to have to happen, Josh, for it to finally change. Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. I don't know, man. It's just so frustrating because this, this sport is so awesome, and it's just it's just shit like this that like it's so. Because like I got like Armand Sarukian. Will this will this like loss harm him long term? I really don't think so. I think it only helps him actually, if anything, in his case. Well, he just got a new contract from the UFC. Thankfully, they did not decide to like pull some bullshit. Where you know what they do with the like you know. Give them a lower deal, or even just like not sign them after they lose. They're like, well, you just lost, so let's uh, let's cut down your pay a bit. So we're gonna give you a fourteen and fourteen. Sorry, bud. You know, like one of those. That didn't seem to happen, but at the same time, it's like that's now he has to work his way up again. You know, like that's this will set him back at the very least a year or a year or two, and uh, in a roundabout way, it works out for Gamrot because like he's thirty one; it's his time now. Um, and Sarukian won't be harmed long term. As far as robberies go, this is not like the worst one of the year by far. You know what I mean? Like I thought uh, Holly Holmes' loss was way worse recently. You know, especially considering Holly's age and she's that pretty much ended her hope of getting a title shot. So it's just, like there are there are levels to this shit when it comes to the robbery game. But uh, I did think that Armand Sarukian deserved the win last Saturday night. But it is what it is. 
moving on down to the co-main event. Uh, so the main event was two was a battle of two guys who were just going back and forth, ball to the wall. Well, on the other hand, the co-main event, uh, Shavkat Romanov was not going to be denied. Okay, there was nothing Neil Magny was going to do that he that was going to was going to matter to him. Uh, he beat the shit out of Neil Magny. Uh, in the end, Shavkat Romanov defeats him via second round submission guillotine choke. Uh, he looks the real deal. He looks all of the real deal. He's 27 years young. He's 16 and 0. The welterweight division, it's, it's slowly getting turned out of like these younger guys coming up and they're rising up and they're beating these, these older veterans and they're beating them ruthlessly. Give me your thoughts on Shakhar Romano's uh, performance last Saturday. I mean, you, you gotta say it, man. He passed the test, right? He passed the test. He passed it with flying colors. He, if, if there was something above A plus, he pa- he's above that, Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, what is it now? 16 fights, 16 finishes, something like that? Correct. That is, uh, that's a scary thought, man. I have, if I'm anybody ranked above him at this point, I am probably shaking in my pants. You know what I mean? I mean, this man has not seen the third round in his whole MMA career, I believe, and is still yet to see it. And, uh, yeah, what you, no one does that to Neil Magny like that, man. I mean, he had been finished before. There have been fights, right? Or he lost in, in submission, but, uh, there was just something about that. It just was a little different. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, this guy is, uh, is something special. And the hype, man, you saw how awkward it was to fight him too when they were on the ground, the long ass legs. <laughs> I mean, he has a, he's an interesting guy for, and, uh, and we're seeing it fight the fight. I'm, I'm just curious to see him fight it. I mean, he's going to fight again this year without a doubt. And that's, uh, that's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, you, you just terrifying. Like, like you said, you've seen Neil Magny lose before. You've seen him get finished before, but. Um, that's probably one of the worst performances of, uh, the Maddie's career. And it wasn't anything he did wrong. It was just he was facing a savage. I'd compare it only to his loss to Santiago Ponzinibbio. Like, we're just, he got brutalized, you know? And that was on the Ponzi um, run-up, right? Yeah, correct. Um, this, that fight was worse than this one, but this one's still pretty bad in regards to, like, just damage, you know? Uh, he, he destroyed him. But, um... Yeah, I mean, as far as win goes, I I actually saw an interesting comparison. I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, somebody somebody asked, what was more impressive, Shavkat Romanov destroying Neil Magny or Hamzat Chemaev going toe to toe and defeating Gilbert Burns in a war? Which one were you more impressed with? I mean, they're both insane in their own different way. The only difference, I think, it's gonna and it's gonna be very simple, Josh, and it's gonna you're gonna see this in the long run. One guy speaks English and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think that's all it is to the extent, dude. Because, you know, because uh, Chimaev can sell himself, you know. You know, Akhmat, Romanov, he doesn't really sell himself. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's a big thing in, in 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 the prize fighting sport, man, is guys who can talk. I mean, think about some of the best. I mean, there's very few guys who can't talk who found a lot of success in even the current and modern era of, 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 of combat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, one of the more quieter ones that comes to mind is, like, Manny Pacquiao. You know what I mean? Really don't talk shit. Yeah. But he's been extremely successful. Habib, you know, but extremely dominant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, I think in a way, Connor being his counterpart and being his, his, his kind of, you know, his enemy, right? Like in the sense, also benefited to, to, in, 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 to, it was to his benefit that Connor existed. Yeah, benefited him a whole lot. So I think that's, I think that's one thing. But if we're talking purely fighting, purely fighting, 
I'll put it like this. It's almost like I had an I had an expectation for Shocklot to do this, which is weird. Going into the Chimaev Burns fight for me, I was like, I need questions answered. Yeah. And obviously, we had questions coming into this uh, Shocklot fight against uh, Magni. They were all answered too. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the, the perspectives and, and things and, and where the guys were in their careers are very different. It, it's it's almost because I was almost expe- I was kind of expecting this to an extent, you know what I mean? But I, I thought it was gonna be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I guess in a sense you can say I'm more impressed because I thought it was gonna be harder. Yeah. With the Burns and Shemaev fight, I could have seen that being the outcome. Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. It is a lot of it does come down to expectations, but. I thought it was an interesting question, because these are two guys where I, I mean, dude, him, like, those two guys are Rachmanov, Shemaev, Sean Brady, there's a couple of other young dudes, like, they are the future of this division. Like, I'm, and then look, I love the welterweight division, I think, like, and it comes to, like, the guys at the top, they are insanely talented, they're extremely entertaining, but man, it's going to be brutal when some of these guys come up, man. It's going to oh, yeah. be brutal. Like, you know what's a scary thought, too? One, one of those three guys could still be undefeated by the end of it. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'd wager one of them becomes champion when they're undefeated. An undefeated like, champ. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That's my expectation, honestly. That's thick, um, isn't it? <clears throat> it is, it is. Uh, so, yeah, man, shout out Shavkat Romano. That was a hell of a win. As far as the rest of the card goes, what are some of the fights of the undercard in UC Vegas 57 you're looking to talk about? Oh man, here let me bring it up. I have to highlight a performance, man. Uh, Chris Curtis, man, I went in, had the right idea. Just don't get taken down. Great scrambles, but I got I got to give a little love to Rodolfo Vieira, man. He uh, his his hands looked a little better. Obviously, he still got tired, but it wasn't the same kind of tired that we had seen before. Hmm. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Um. Dude, he's, he has, like, I mean, Chris Curtis, I mean, has, like, one of the greatest stories going on in MMA right now. And it's been that way for a while, but I still don't think we discussed it enough. This is a guy that retired multiple times. Career looked over. Like, he could not get into UC, despite how hard he tried. I mean, that contender series, hook, kick, knockout, couldn't get in for it. Went to the PFL, failed out there. Got the call on super short notice. And now he has three wins in UC against really good guys, you know? Uh, Phil Hawes, Brendan Allen, Haldapo Vieira, they're all very, very good. And he just keeps on winning, dude. Like, it's its fucking awesome. It really is. It's an excellent story. I think it's bullshit that he's not ranked, honestly. Um, the rankings came out, he, he's still not ranked, which is just ridiculous to me. Um, and no offense, because I don't want to kick a man when he's down, but I'm not sure how Chris Weidman is, is ranked over Chris Curtis. Um, I mean, I mean, Josh, just a guy is still ranked. <laughs> Jessica Ayers? Yes. That's a different weight class, though. I know, but... I'm and women's sure flyweight, Jessica... there's not that many people. I know, but I'm pretty sure Jessica Ayers lost, like, four fights in a row. I think so, yeah. How can you be a ring fighter and lose four fights in a row? Shit, I, I mean... I guess you're right, you know. Um, still she's, lost, she's, she's, lost, she's lost three fights in a row. One, two, three. Three fights in a row. All right, fair enough, fair enough. But, yeah, I mean... You know, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, yeah, I just think Chris Curtis. And she's ranked, ranked ten, not even like fifteen. Yeah, I just think Chris Curtis should be ranked. Just to go back to the original point. No, um, I, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying it just goes to. And you, but you brought up the fact that Chris Weidman is ranked, so I'm just trying to tell you, like, this is how the UFC rankings are, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. Um, 
But yeah, man. I mean, as far as the rest of the card goes, what are, what are some of the other ones you're going to talk about? Uh, I mean, we also got to highlight it. Umar, man. He, uh, I mean, it's it's not a surprise, right? You kind of expect it at this point. I was a lot of respect to Nate Madness, man, because you could really tell he was genuinely trying to do something. He wasn't like, he got dominated, but it's not like he, it's not like he wasn't trying to get out of, you know what I mean? He, he, he was he, trying he, his best. He was trying his best. Like, I, I got to give credit to him for that because, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's very demoralizing to lose like that, but you had to give him credit because uh, he's a really good guy, man. He was 14-1 and going into that fight. He's, he's a very talented guy. There were some things that he was doing to try to get out of certain positions, and they were working, but it was just too much, and, and one guy was just too good for him, and, and he just has a little bit more talent maybe than him right now at this point in his life. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, that, that Umar is going to be a problem. I mean, he already is a problem, but... I feel like we should try to push him. Yeah. And we got to remember, too, he's only 26. Young kid. He's only going to get better. Uh That's what's scary about it. You know, he has plenty of time to get better. So, going to be a rough problem for the division in the future. But, um, yeah, man. Overall, this this is a hell of a main card. Also got to shout out our boy, Tiago Moises, getting back on the win column, defeating Kristiaskiagos. Uh, who's had a rough UFC run. God damn, I know we talked about it last week, I'm pretty sure, but like that kid's gone through the ringer. So, uh, but regardless, shout out to Uncle Moises for, for picking up a solid win. I, I like that kid a lot, man. I mean, uh, very, very nice guy and also has some excellent jits, so love to see it. Um, on the, on the prelims, if I want to go and point some out, Carlos Olberg, this kid, look, uh, he's only six fights into his career, but this, this kid's got a lot of power and some slick, some slick technique. So I'm a big fan of him. Knocked out. Oh, man, I'm not how to shoot pronounce this kid's name. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to take a crack at trying to pronounce uh, Carlos Olberg's opponent's name? You, you don't want to try it? You sure you don't want to try it? No, I, I, feel pretty, I feel pretty good about it. I, I'm feeling good about having you try. Inchiwuki, Inchiwuki. Perfect. Tampon Inchiwuki. Perfect. That's exactly what I was totally going to say, you know? Inchikwu, 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 something like that. It's, it's a decent chart, man. There you go, there you go. Um, but yeah, man, hell of a win there. Uh, Sergey Morozov defeating Julian Pavi didn't, didn't agree with that decision, but I will say it was a great fight. Yes. Uh, Cody Durden. Man. Jesus Christ. I don't think I've ever, and, and like, I'm being serious, I've been watching MMA for a long time, and even just sports, I'll just say sports. I've never felt worse for an athlete than I feel for JP Buys. Dude, I saw this in public. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, actually, no joke, Josh. I was actually at my local Buffalo Wild Wings. And oh, I mean, I didn't know we were joking about that. I thought we were always at our Buffalo Wild Wings. No, 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 no. Let me tell you this. I was actually there. And if you saw my face, you would have thought I lost a family member, Josh, the way I reacted when he got put out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's It's so – it is so, so sad. Like, I feel so bad for the guy. I mean, it is – his fucking his wife left him. Like he's lost three fights in a row, and it's not even like he's losing these fights in like competitive fashion. He's getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so bad for this guy, you know. And he has, like he's a, oh, I was just say it's it's three. I mean, three fights into his contender series career. I mean, he probably only has one more life, one more fight left. And I mean, he only had, he was he had only had he had a nine and two record, I think, coming into the UFC. Yeah, he looked good on the contender series. Yeah, he looked like a solid guy, and then, I mean, I think I told you, what, I told you over text, right, it just, it just goes to show how much everything going outside of your life affects your, your career. 
Yeah, correct. Because he has a lot of baggage going on right now. But, um, yeah, man, we're just sending the best to JP Buys, so. We love you, man. We're here for you, bro. We're here, we're here for you, bro. FTV, Noskin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, man, I'm um, just trying to give my man some love, man. We care no, no, him. I know. No, I know, I know. Um, but regardless, you know, Mario Bautista defeating Brian Keller. Brian Keller is an interesting guy. Some nights he looks like he'd be top ten. The other nights he's losing to guys like I – like this was a bad boss, man. Like I think you really should have beat Mario Bautista, but whatever. Um, and then opening up the card was another bad decision. Uh, Vanessa beat Demi- Vanessa Diamopoulos defeating Jin Yufra. I thought it was a bad call, man. What would you think? Uh, that's New York best time seller, Vanessa Demopoulos, let me tell you. What? She wrote a book. Remember we talked about this? I did not remember this, actually. She was the one who was a stripper. Oh, yeah, she did write a book. All right, I stand corrected. Forgot about that. Um, Anyways, yeah, I mean, she. I like her a lot as a personality, but I thought she lost that fight, just being honest, but... Anyways, man, it was a hell of a card. I thought it was a very, very fun card, but, uh, you know, it's time to move on because it is UFC 276 Fight Week, Angel. It's going down Saturday night from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's fucking go, dude. It's fight week. It's fight week, and it's international fight week. And, uh, look, man, I really want to go to international. One of these weeks, one of these years, me and you, Angel, we got to go to international fight week. we got to hit the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Uh, that year won't be this year, but... We'll get dude, there. We'll get there, man. But, dude, regardless, this card is incredible. Top to bottom, bro. Um, we'll start in the main event. Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. Back for the first time since his win over Robert Whitaker in February. He's looking to make another title defense of his middleweight strap. Taking on Jared the Killer Gorilla Cannoneer. Coming off of his uh, amazing knockout earlier this year, he turned Blonde Brunson into Blood Brunson. Knocked him out in the second round. He's 271 on the undercard of Izzy's last fight. Um, look, man, this is, a, this is an interesting fight. Uh, Cannoneer is a – I don't have the betting on in front of me right now, but I know that he's definitely a big underdog, um, especially in comparison to a lot, some of Adesanya's more recent opponents. And it makes sense, you know. Um He's a heavy hitter, but he's definitely outgunned going into Saturday night. So what do you think about the main event, my man? It's a great main event, man. It's exciting. It's a different look for Izzy. We've had, what is it, two rematches in, 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 the, in the last two years, right, of opponents he's already faced. Uh, just just going to show his dominance in the division and recycling. So it's, uh, I think for him... For one, I think it's very motivating as a fighter to get a new, you know, a new look, a new person, regardless of, you know, record leading into the fight or kind of how they got to the title shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a big that's a big thing for I think Israel coming into this fight like that's that's a big motivator. Right? Just, just a different look. And for Jared, man, obviously, uh, there's nothing to lose. Right. Everything to win and it, it make, make him the underdog. Make make the make the odds, you know, bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think uh, he's the kind of guy who could probably benefit from that, or any guy who's going to fight against Izzy Rennan in their career. It's like, it's not like I have the title. It's not like I got the pressure. So the less pressure got me, the better, right? Yeah. Uh, stylistically, though, I mean, Izzy's just a nightmare for anybody, right? Slick on the feet, hard to hit, crafty, incredible feints. You know, we, we bring it up every time and time, right? Probably with right now, best striker 
uh, best, you know, stand-up fighter in the UFC, right? Like, just on the feet, just a monster to deal with. And uh, with Power Man, too, you know, you, you see Izzy, you see his frame. You don't think, oh, shit, this guy can put my lights out. But, man, he's put the lights out of some of the best guys in the division, man. Guys, it, you're like, dude, that guy looks like a fighting killer. I wouldn't want to be in a fight with that guy on the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you, you see it, man, time and time again, and it's impressive every time. Uh, for Jerry Cannonier, though, we've seen him in his career, man, uh, been at, what, three different weight classes, fought up all the way out of heavyweight, finds himself now at middleweight, fought at light heavyweight, didn't find light, didn't find any any if much success there at all, and uh, dialed in on the diet, decided to make it all the way down here, stringed some good wins, beat some, some of the best in this division. Uh, fell short against Robert Whitaker back in, uh, uh, you know, back in 2020, two years ago. Now, damn, that's crazy. That, that seems like it was only a yeah. year ago. Yeah. Fuck me, man. I just aged the fuck out of us, Josh. <laughs> uh, but no, now we're here. Hey, look, man, I'll be honest. I didn't pick up against that Brunson fight. I thought Brunson leading up into that fight was looking really good. I thought he had a good chance and he was looking, he had a moment in there. It's been a little while since seen the fight where, I was like, there's a little bit of hope, man, but then... He was getting the takedowns. He was actually winning up until he got caught. Yeah, he was winning up until he got caught, which, I mean, that's a story for a lot of guys. And look, at 38 years old, he's here, he's in front of a... a, a in his prime, a motivated Israel Adesanya. I don't know how it's going to work out for him, man, but I know that there's there's a game plan, right? You know, there's a thing he... You know, there's there's things he do. He's just got to crush that space, not give Izzy any, anything to work with. And if he can, work for a takedown. Give him a different look or threaten to take that, you know, stuff like that. Uh, for the Alaskan, uh, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to work with. I think there's, there's some stuff that people have shown, a little bit of blueprints. Maybe work on some mobility, kick the legs out early if you can. You have five rounds to work with, but uh, definitely go balls to the wall, man, because, I mean, let's be honest, Josh, for Jerry Cannon here, I mean, that title shot after this is probably not in the picture. And I'm not saying that in any negative way or anything, but it, it's just a truth. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I mean, it's going to be a, he's at a uh, a stylistic disadvantage to put it lightly going into this one. Um, you know, yeah, I know you didn't make a pick. Normally, I, I have you make a pick first, but I'm going to go into shade and say, dude, uh, it's about Sonya. I think this is he's he said that like you know um, going into this fight, this is going to be his uh, Anderson Silva Forrest Griffin moment. I think that's a bit, I think it's shooting a bit high, which is fine. Um, and uh, I don't know if it'll be that exact way, but I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to get it done in tremendous uh, tremendous fashion. I'm going to go ahead and take him via knockout. I think he defends his title and defeats Jared Cannonier via KO. What do you think? I mean, Josh, I'm picking Israel to sign up via third-round submission. <laughs> yeah, Josh. You're for real? Yeah. Oh, fuck. There we go. Nice. Um, fuck it. He's going to get a finish. I'll tell you what. I'm just calling it a submission for the memes. Uh, yeah. No, but no, if no, I get course. it right, if I get it right. Goddamn. Legendary. This would be a legendary moment. Dude, I, might have to, I might have to go to a bookie, bro, and throw money down on that just in case if I do get it right. Could you fucking Dude, the odds, the odds of that have to be through the fucking roof. You know? One, because like, I'm calling the round. Two, because I'm calling the submission. It actually ends up happening. You're gonna make fucking like twenty grand. You know? We should look. We'll look it up later. I'm actually kind of curious what the money line is on Izzy by third round submission over Jerry Cannonier. Insane, insane. We'll, we'll tweet it out too. For sure, for sure. Um, but look, man. So we're in agreement there. And Ima- you know, imagine Josh Andrew has just put five hundred dollars on Israel to sign up by third round submission. <laughs> Let's fucking go, dude. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, man. Um, we're in agreement in the main event. 
as far as the co-main event, and, it, and look, I like the main event. I'm happy Izzy and Canyon got the spot for International Fight Week, huge card, so on and so forth. At the same time, though, it is a shame that in terms of, like, high-level MMA, it has not – nothing's been better than this Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway trilogy. Uh, right. Both it's, fights, super technical. You it's know? beautiful, isn't it, Josh? It is. And then this third one, it's crazy to think about all three of them have been co-main events. Wait, what That's the fuck? Every single one, yeah. They were the co-main event at uh, UFC 245, I believe, and then at UFC 253. Well, oh, they switched it up, though. It, was, it wasn't Usman anymore. Those were both Usman cards. They were. Um, But, yeah, man, and they are once again a co-main event, which is just it's just kind of a shame, but I, I suppose it doesn't really matter too much. It, but it's, it's okay, Josh. It's, it's nice to see Alexander Volkanovsky after two hard fights to get a return at a title shot. Oh, <laughs> I see. Oh, you, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, man, this is about as good as it gets for high level MMA, and um, I am so fucking excited for it. Angel, what are you thinking about this one? I, I'm fucking excited, man. Obviously, Josh, I think everybody in the MMA community is unanimous on this fight as far as being good, and look, you got one of the, I'd say, kind of weird place in the community as far as MMA people, how they feel, and, and non-fan, like, not as big fans with Alexander Volkanovsky that are kind of like him or don't like him at all, and then you got Max Holloway, who everybody loves. There, yeah, it's impossible not to love Max. Yeah, so, I mean, Josh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things running on this fight for Max. I think it's a lot more pressure on Max than, than Alexander, if I'm going to be quite honest with you. I mean, we're talking about a future of staying at this division, and uh, one, uh, just... Just for his own, for himself, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know, I mean, I know deep down, obviously he he thinks he won the last fight. He has believed in himself that, that he won that fight, and he. But obviously, the paper tells a different story, right? You know, you. you, you I think know. most people feel that Max won that second fight, which is why he's in the third one, you know. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, I mean, if he loses this man, that's three and zero against the same guy, and that's a that's a that's a mental fuck, man. And he pretty much locks himself out of this division until Volkater retires or loses the title to someone else, but uh. This is, her, this is make or break, baby, and I think uh, the best is blessed, Josh, and I'm picking Max Holloway. Let's get oh, it, champ. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go, champ. Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. Guys, we're Max fans. I'm not sure if you can tell. Uh, <laughs> we, we're fans of Max Holloway. It probably doesn't help that he's literally my Twitter picture. Yeah, I mean, he's a friend of the show. Let's also go ahead and put it like that, you know. Um, friend of the show, Max <laughs> Oh man. Um look, uh I I wanna pick Max. I wanna pick Max really badly. And I'll I'll admit it, I did not jump on the Alexander Volkanovsky train for a long, long time. I, ju- I just didn't, you know. I don't know what it was, but I just did not hop on the train, the hype train, so to speak, for a very long time. And I I love I love Misa Max and I thought he won that second fight. I got abs- I think that he got absolutely robbed and, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, um I'm not I, I was debating going for a fake out and going at the end of the day the best is blessed, but I actually got a feeling, man, uh in, in the words well, <laughs> I I was gonna say uh something else, but you know, in the in the words of, of, of George W. Bush there's a saying that down in Tennessee, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. 
Alexander, I picked Alexander, I picked against Alexander Volkanovsky for most of his UFC career. I'm not picking against him again. This is probably the first time I've ever talked. You, know, ever- you know what's gonna happen to you, Josh? You're gonna get rosed, just like I did. You're gonna get fucking rosed. I think rosed. so. I think so. And I, 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 picked, so. I picked against Rose every time. I think, and then I got, and then I got rose. I actually do hope that I end up being wrong, but I'm picking Alexander Volkanovsky. I think gets it done. I think gets it done via uh, decision. I just think. Um, Look, man, I think Volk had an off night in that second fight. I really think he did. And I think even though he did not deserve the decision, he brought it back to make that fight very good and very close. I just think it's going to be tough, man. I think it's going to be tough for Max um, to find the hole. Because, dude, Volkanovski, he looks so, so good right now. Like, he looks so fucking good, dude. Um, God damn, Josh, those last two Max Holloway performances, too, have looked just as incredible. I didn't think the Yair Rodriguez one was that great. <laughs> I mean, it was a hard fight, though. I think that was just It a, was. I think, I think Yair would have given... I mean, if I think it would have been just as hard for Volk, too, if I'm being quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think that was just one of those really good, like... Like, that was Yair's night, too, you know what I mean? Except that, you know, he didn't end up winning, but... It was just one of those nights where he, he found himself, you know, like, finding success. And I think I think whoever you put against Yair that night, I think Yair would have found success in some way, regardless. For sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, man, I I am going to go ahead and – I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm, I'm picking against Max, man. I'm going to go ahead and take Alexander Volkanovsky. But, yeah, not, not feeling uh, proud about it, but uh, it is what it is. Um, anyways. Moving on down the card, Sean Strickland taking on Alex Bahia. They're, they're, they're doing the same thing they did for the last Izzy card. You know, the last Izzy card, they had Canyonier and Brunson on the undercard. The winner of that, they just matched them right up. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to go ahead and do the same thing here. Apparently this is supposed to be a, uh, a uh, title shot. The winner will get a title shot. But look, man, it seems like everybody going in, they're just saying, like, you know, Alex Bahia is getting fast-tracked. He's going to get the title shot. A lot of people seem to be counting out Sean Strickland. What do you think about that, and what do you think about this fight? Oh, dude, I'm not counting out Sean Strickland at all. I'm actually very confident in Sean Strickland winning this fight, Josh. Very confident. Oh, yeah. It's a different hmm. sport, man. I'm I'm very confident in Sean Strickland. I think he'll make the right decisions. I, I just – he's he's a very tough dude. He's very durable. He has some decent wrestling. I know he was working with Johnny Evelyn for his training camp during uh, that Gegar Musasi uh, fight that just occurred uh, last week. And uh, he was a big part of it. They said uh, they actually credited Sean actually for being one of the main reasons why they found uh, a lot of success on that night. So mm. I'm sure if they, if, uh, if Sean's at least smart enough to take anything from that, you know, I, I think that could benefit him in this behalf fight. And uh, I think he'll be fine, man. I mean, obviously, but at the same time, though, you can't doubt Bahia because at this point, I mean, he's in the short time, he's you know, he's, he's moving quick, but. He's working with a good teammate. He's been working on jujitsu, and uh, obviously his stand-up is no question. And uh, let's see it, man. Main card in front of the bright lights against a guy who's been doing this a very long time at this level, and especially in his sport, because uh, this is Sean Strickland's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty good at it. I agree, and um, I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking him. And, uh, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I am going to go ahead and pick him. I think that he's really, really getting overlooked. And, like, I get it, you know, that a lot of people think, you know, Alex Bahia, let's just go ahead and, call, like, call it what it is. He is having one of the most artificial title, like, runs that we've ever seen. They're very clearly trying to angle for it, you know. He beat Andres uh, 
Michaelidis, who's not even in the UFC anymore. Um, and he beat Bruno Silva, who I like Bruno Silva, but he's not even, not even ranked. So, uh, they are trying very, very hard to go ahead and have him get that title shot, but I don't think he does. I'm gonna go ahead and take Sean Strickland to get it done. And I actually feel, I, I'm on the same page. I actually feel pretty confident about it too. I just think like, he's, he's very well rounded. You don't see a whole lot cause he's won his last few fights off of just a jab, you know? But he's very well rounded. He is um, not as dumb of a, like he's not dumb in the cage. Like he does some dumb stuff outside the cage, but right, I don't think, I don't think he's dumb inside the cage at all. So I'm gonna go ahead and take him. I think he gets it done. Probably via decision. Maybe even uses his grappling. I think he gets it done. Uh, but regardless, man, and then we'll actually get to see Sean Strickland getting a title shot. So isn't that isn't that insane, man? Um, we live in that wow. world, don't we? Right? Absolutely insane. But anyways, man, uh, moving on down the card. This one's all bangers, man. We keep on moving along. Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz, the biggest test of Sugar's career so far. It's easy to forget that he's only 27, 27 years young. He's won three fights in a row, all knockouts. He's 15-1, and one, but he says he's 16-0. and 0. So, And he's going to be facing Pedro, the young Punisher, Munoz. He's called the young Punisher, but he's 35 now, and he's lost four of his last five fights. What do you think about this fight in particular, my man? Do you think Sugar gets it done? I mean, he can. He should, right? I think the they've kind of uh, they brought him up in a good manner, right? I think that's one of the good things I need to, I need to give to UFC, right? And obviously, Sean's been smart in his career as far as the fights he's taken when he takes them. Uh, and Pedro, man, he's you can tell there's a there's been a, a little bit of a speed reduction, but hey, man, heavy hands, heavy mm-hmm. hands still. Uh, you know, Sean can't get over Celis. He can't find himself uh, getting into some wild exchanges. He needs to stay disciplined and not get caught because. Maybe he's not as quick as he used to be, but he's definitely not any less stronger. Mm. For sure, for sure. And Pedro, like, like you said, he's getting older, but he still has heavy hands. Do you think that's going to be enough to uh, defeat the young prodigy on Saturday night? I think it should be, man. I think the Sugar Show is going to get another win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same page here. I think this is uh, – you know, I saw Marlon Vera talking about how, um, you know – well, he hates on Sean O'Malley. And these two just hate each other. They, they try to get, never give each other credit. But um, <laughs> he said, like, oh, yeah, they gave him the easiest matchup possible. They, they made sure to give him this, that, or whatever. And to an extent, I agree. I think Pedro Munoz is really, really good. But I think this is a, a matchup that Sean O'Malley can absolutely win. I think it's kind of designed for him. So I'm going to go take Sugar to get another win and uh, keep ascending up the rankings, you know. Um, this one just got moved to the main card. Uh, it's opening up the main card because we had some fights canceled specifically. We had, um, uh, Misha Tate's flyweight debut, which is moved. Now that you see Long Island two weeks from now. But regardless, moving on to the main card, Ruthless Robbie Waller, the former UFC welterweight champion, coming off that win over Nick Diaz last September. He's going to be taking on Brian Barbarina in a fight that is just, Good lord, this one's going to be fun as hell, man. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They match these guys up for a reason. This one's going to be an absolute banger. Do you think that the former champion has enough in the tank to defeat Brian Barber, who's, who's coming on, man? He's won two fights in a row. He's looked good. What do you think about this one? I, just, I think it just depends where Robbie Lawler we get that night, man. We need to get a, a motivated Robbie Lawler or a Robbie Lawler that's just kind of there. But I think he is going to be motivated, man, because he's finding a guy – that I think it's it's a good matchup. I think this is this is fair. It's it's it, it, it makes sense. I think and 
Look, man, Matt Brown and Brian Barrera had a hell of a fight, man. Hell of a fight. And I think Robbie Lawler could do the same thing. I think he could do the same thing. And I think he could find success. I think it's, 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 it's a tough one to pick. I know Robbie, prior to that fight against Diaz, he was struggling a bit. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say a bit, but he was struggling. But at the same time, you gotta look at the opponents. Neil Magny, Kobe Covington, Ben Askin, RDA, you know what I mean? Like that's, uh, <laughs> that's a murderous row, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see now, you know, he's 40 years old, man. We're taking a little, we're taking a step back in competition finally. What can we do, right? I, you know, I want, I want to pick Robbie because I want to see now that finally he, he's taking that step back in, in the names and in, and uh, the the level of competition how he does against Brian Barberena. I'm going to pick him. I know that's kind of a kind of throwing it at the dartboard kind of lightly because we, you know, I think there's still some questions there and and how much is still there. But I, I have some hope, man. I think he could do something here against Brian Barberena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. Um, Robbie Lawler is a guy that for most of his um. Most of his post-championship run, like whenever he lost the title, which is crazy thing, about six years ago now, to uh, um, T. Wood back in, uh, well, back at UC 201, he's had a bit of a mixed run. Like, he came back, he beat Cowboy, and then he tore his ACL in that fight against RDA lost. He had that really weird fight with Askren where was, was he out, was he not? He got mauled by Covington, got mauled by Magny. But then he came back, he beat Nick Diaz. He looked like... I understand a lot of the focus was like, oh, yeah, Nick looked terrible. I thought Robbie looked really, really good, honestly. Straight up, like, he just moved forward the entire time. He was not going to be deterred. It was his fucking night, you know? Like, Robbie was not going to lose that fight. You know what I mean? He just Like, he was way more active than normal. He looked way more, like, he looked better physically. Speed looked there. But, man, I just, I feel like, I feel like there's just something about Brian Barbary coming to this one. He is determined. He's looking really good lately. Three wins in his last four fights. I hate to say it, but I, I'm going to say Brian Barberina, man. I think he's going to bring the fight to him, and I don't think he's going to go down. I, I don't think Brian Barberina is going to go down. I don't think Robbie will either. I think he has a fight, like a potential to be a really, really good fight. But I'm going to go and take Brian Barberina. Probably be a decision, man. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight, though, for sure. And I can see it easily going the other way. But regardless, um, look, man, as far as the prelims go, I know you said we can go ahead and just um, – Go one down, so we're just going to go ahead and go one down. Um, Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner, and a battle of lightweights. This one's going to be an absolute banger, dude. Brad Riddell has been out of action since his loss to Rafael Fazeev last December, and that fight was excellent. I think uh, Brad Riddell still has a ton of potential. He's still ranked. Jalen Turner, on the other hand, if you look at his record, you're like, oh, you know. But he's also a kid that's only 27 in his last few fights. He's, he's looking great, man. Give your thoughts on that matchup. I'm I'm a little thrown off by it, man. I, I I know they're trying to like obviously give the push to, to Jalen Turner, obviously give him his opportunity to get into the rankings. But at the same time, for for Brad Riddell, I'm I'm surprised he's taking this one, man, because I mean he's currently a ranked guy, only lost to Fiziev in the rankings. Prior to that, beat Drew Dover, you know, Alex Silva, some decent guys, Jamie Malarkey, Magomed Mustafayev, all all pretty pretty good guys, and they're throwing him at Jalen Turner. There's no disrespect to Jalen Turner because obviously now that he he's had this he's having this little run, man, he's putting the wins together. It just it kind of threw me off. I, I mean, I'm just surprised this was the matchup he decided to go and not with someone who's in the rankings you know, to try to progress up. Obviously, I'm, a lot of the guys are kind of tagged up and or, or I mean, uh, in the middle of things and, and certain guys were busy and Armour on and, and Gamrot was already made and uh, and obviously uh, Connor's not available and Dan Hooker and them. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't think I don't think they would fight, but still, I'm I'm just surprised he decided to go this kind of route. Yeah, yeah, to an extent. Um... But look, man, it's a stylistic matchup. Super excited for it. Super, super excited for it. Um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, as far as the rest of the card goes, go ahead and give me some uh, some uh, fights that you're most looking forward to. On the I mean, we just got to go one down, Josh. I mean, this is the fight we yeah. we're looking forward to, but not looking forward to. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, but we we gotta we gotta give it some love. You gotta you gotta give it a little love. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. you can't you can't treat it badly, man. Come on. Come I, I on. won't treat it badly, but. You know, I've never been on the, the Ian Gary hype train as much as other people. Although I think this will be a good fight and a great test for him. So I'll say mm-hmm. that, you know. Okay, I got you. But the one I'm way more excited for is below that. Because uh, Cowboy Cerrone stepping up on a week's notice. Fucking, it's the Cowboy, dude. I mean, what what else would you expect out of him? And they're going to fight at welterweight. It's going to be rematch him versus Jim Miller. They're going to be fighting for the first time. Since, let me look back, they fought in 2014 in a main event where Cowboy knocked him out via head kick at round two. Um, yeah, man, this is, this is, uh, I'm really excited for this one, man. I'm actually very, I'm more surprised, I'm surprised that I'm as excited for this one as I am. Just because, like, it's, uh, it's not the loser leaves town matchup that Dana wanted for some reason. You know, he said that he wanted the the loser of a Lozon versus Cerrone to retire, but Jim Miller still got fucking hands, man. He can try and get that win back, and uh, yeah, it should be a fun matchup. I'm I'm surprised. I'm a little bit surprised they booked it, but give me your thoughts on that one. That's that's a banger, man. I think this is an old guy banger. We always talk about that, and it makes sense. I even brought it up, man. I told you, Josh. I am the UFC matchmakers. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so that that should be a fun one. I'm happy to see that it came together. Uh, I was just a little bit surprised. But, yeah, man, uh, moving one down, Brad Tavares, Drinkus to play. It feels like they're kind of put setting our boy Brad up here. He's won two fights in a row. He's been looking good, you know, after, you know, taking some time off. And he's t- t- facing just absolute monster. So that's going to that's gonna be, you know, the opening kind of early ESPN prelim. Um, but fight, then all the, the early preliminary card, early pre- early preliminary card. Can't speak. Um, even that part is loaded, dude. That's like, what I'm saying, man. They, they, this this card was hard to organize, I think, because there's just so many big, uh, names on here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Uriah Hall taking on Andre Muniz. That's a matchup which I don't really like for Uriah, man. No, I, I don't like either. Setting him up. Granted, Uriah's never lost via submission. Not sure if he knew that, but he's never been submitted. Well, so. that's good. That 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 gives him some, you know, some confidence. I think in that department, right? But at the same time, the Andre Muniz has been submitting some people who, you know, you wouldn't expect him to submit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, another one below that, Jessica I, who we talked about in the green room, ranked number ten. Lost three fights in a row, taking on Macy Barber. That's a, that's a that's a dude. Macy Barber, you know, it seemed like the hype train was dead, uh, and it still might be to some people. But she's gonna probably get that third win in a row here, man. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. And then opening up the card, Jessica Rose Clark, fan favorite uh, for a lot of people, You're taking on Julia Silverenko, who I had high hopes for at one point, but her UFC run's gone a bit rough. Uh, lost three fights in a row. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, man. But this card just that, that's a banger, though. For some reason, I feel like those girls are gonna go to war, dude. Oh no, I agree. I mean, Julie Sotorenko's never she's lost three fights in a row, but she's never like gone out easy. Like she comes to bang, you know. Her her fight against uh, Lisa Versoza was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. I was there for it, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 
Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a hell of a fight. And Jessica Rose Clark especially comes to bang. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for UFC. I mean, unless I missed something, did I miss anything? I don't think we did. I don't think I don't think you did or shouldn't have. Yeah, I don't think we missed anything. So, um, yeah, man, we're gonna go and hit Bellator real quickly. Um, now that we're done with UFC, we do have a little bit of Bellator over. Bellator 282, Mahigan Sun Arena, last Friday night. Um, you know, going in, this card had had some stuff I was interested in. Um, I know, Angel, I know you did not see the main event. or I mean, if you did, I know we talked about some of this, but what a card did you actually see? Uh, I saw, like, a, like fights here and there. I'd have to look at the card again real quick to tell you exactly what I saw at the top of my head just to get a refresher in my brain. Okay. I'm getting it up here. I'll have it here in a second, but I'll let you take over in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go take a take over real quickly. Uh, in the main event, uh, Johnny Eblen upsets Gegard Mousasi, ends the Moose's title run, and he does it in easy fashion, my man. Like it wasn't even close. He beat the hell out of Gegard, dropped him a couple times. You know, Gegard was kind of you know one of the pound for pound best over there in Bellator. Johnny Eblen prevents him from getting that 50th win. Just a dominant performance. I mean, top to bottom, dude. Like, it was just, it was hard to watch at times, especially because Moose, you know, he's 36, but just, I did not see this coming at all. Like, I thought there were paths to victory for Johnny Eblen, but not like that. Not at all. Um, and see, he stays undefeated in his career 12-0, and he never lost an amateur. This kid got a lot of potential to do big things in Bellator. Um, in the co-main event, our boy, Danny Sabatello, defeating Leandro Higo, easy. And now he's going to be fighting our boy in the, I guess, semifinals. Paul <laughs> Stotts, the interim welterweight champion, not welterweight, excuse me, bantamweight champion. Uh, that should be a banger. They talk shit right after he won. I am so psyched for that. That's going to be a great lead-up to that, isn't it? That's gonna be yeah, great. I still think it'll be a good fight because Rufon Stotts, when has Rufon Stotts had a boring fight, you know? That's true, too. So... Very, very excited for that one. And then on the other, uh, on the other end of the bracket, you know, obviously we got Patrick makes Magomed. Magomed, I'm going to be fighting as well. But as far as, um, you know, Magomed got the winner, Enrique, over Enrique Barzola with a nasty guillotine, uh, on the main card. Brennan Ward picked up a huge winner, Cassis Kane. Brennan Ward, man, one of the greatest stories going in MMA right now. I wish it was talked about more. You know, to come back from addiction, addiction's a, such a terrible thing, man. I feel, Especially whenever you're, you know, in the thick of it, and he and he went through it. And he came back on the other side, took five years off, and now he's he's winning fights. And he's winning them in devastating fashion. So, um, yeah, man, very very excited to see what he does next. Uh, as far as the prelims, you know, Kat Zingano got a win over Pam Sorensen. She said she's ready to fight Chris Cyborg. I'm glad because that's a matchup that's actually I think is somewhat interesting to me. I think Cyborg's pretty clearly slowed down, you know, and uh, Kat. Her grappling is still tremendous, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, Brent Primus got annihilated by Alexander Shabali. Uh, he just – Yeah, I didn't, didn't yeah. expect that. I saw yeah. that. I was like, fuck, man. That's a – I mean, we, we talked about Shabali in that matchup going in, but I did not think Brent Primus would get done like that. Yeah, not at all. I mean, he got annihilated. Jesus. So, um, yeah, man. That was a rough one to watch. Um, as far as the rest of the card, Salah Hamasi picked up a huge win. Another highlight, Sad- man. Yeah, yeah, hell of a highlight. Um, sadly, my girl Alejandra Lara lost, and as did Cody Law. Cody Law, who I, I've hyped up a couple times on the show, uh, loses via name decision to James Gonzalez. Huge upset there. There's a couple of big upsets on this card, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I got. Is there any other fights that you kind of want to talk about for this one? 
No, man. I mean, I, I kind of chimed in a little bit here and there. Like I said, I didn't get, I didn't get really uh, to enjoy it as much. But I know this fight, uh, this card got ragged on a lot, man, by the community. A lot of people gave this, uh, this card, you know, a lot of shit. Like they were very unsatisfied with it. Yeah, um, I thought it was a fun card, at least the prelims, you know. Um, I think the top two fights were not as great. I mean, I was impressed with Johnny Evans' performance, and I thought it was an all right, an all right fight, you know. But, um, anyways, you know, moving on. I mean, Bellator, we're not going to have them back for another month. They're kind of, they're kind of taking these long breaks, which I kind of, I kind of like, man, because whenever we were having Bellator every single week, I felt like a lot of those cards are kind of watered down. I think Bellator is in a place right now where they can do a, a card every month and be fine, but I don't think we need really need two or three of them, you know? Yeah, uh, it's a good card, too. It's going to be uh, – that's the, the Pitbull Outlaw card with uh, Douglas Lima and the ass-kicking machine Jason Jackson. So, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and and then Usman and Megan Madoff's on there, Lorenz Larkin, Davion Franklin's back, you know? Yep. Hector Nemkov. You know? Um, yeah, so there's Autumn Piccolotti, Vanessa Porto. There, there's pe- good people up and down that one. So Oh, yeah, and they got some young uh, talent on the comeback on that, too. For sure, for sure. So I, I'm glad Bellator is only doing one card a month now. Like I never understood the whole... Anyway, anyway I don't really get into it, but like I said, I never really understood why they had felt the need to do two or three cards a month because there were like, like so many fights that most people did not give a fuck about, and that's not a good thing for Bellator. So uh, yeah. they're, at, they're at that level now where they can have an excellent card every month and be fine. You know? But anyways, I'm glad they're going to win ticket a month off and come back with a banger. But uh, Angel, we do got some news to talk about, and both of them are kind of in the, the MMA and boxing space, uh, specifically boxing. Uh, it happened. Uh, Jake Paul finally has uh, a fight, or does he? Right. That, Jake the- Paul, Tommy Fury, set for MSG in New York, New York. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's not the fight that you know some people were expecting. I think a lot of people were hoping it was going to be Anderson, or they're hoping it was going to be Mike. In the end, it's Tommy oh, Fury set for August sixth. As we're filming this right now. The fight is on, and the press conference was, was actually set for an hour ago, Angel. I'm not sure if you knew that. Uh, it didn't happen. Why did it not happen? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys have not been following the news, the Furies have had a little bit of visa problems lately. Um, specifically, Tyson, and uh, we, we obviously knew that his dad, John Fury, cannot be allowed in the States. We've known that for a long time now because he's a felon. Same. Um and for doing some really violent shit, gouging a guy's eye out like 10 years ago. So more like 12. But, um, yeah, so we've always known he cannot come to the country. Tyson's been unable to get in the country recently as well because he has ties to Daniel Kinahan, who's an Irish mobster. And uh, so as a result, guys are now being banned from the U.S. due to their association. Tommy Fury has now also been denied entry. Now, from what I've heard, it's not for the same reasons that Tyson is. Apparently, it just comes down to a visa issue. That's what I've heard. There was okay. one report where it was they said it had to do with Daniel Kinahan. Uh, that's what TMZ said. But I also read another thing that had it apparently had nothing to do with that. Um, and that's even what Jake said. Like, just go to the, you know, he said go to the embassy and sort your shit out with your visa. So apparently it's just a visa issue. So apparently the fight's still on. Um, but I mean, the fight's far out. Or not far out. Actually, it really isn't far out. I mean, no, two, it's a month two months away. Yeah, a month and a half. A month and a half. August. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, give me, go ahead and give me your whole take on just like 
the craziness surrounding the fight, and also just the fight itself. I mean, Josh, uh, let me just, Josh, we're really going to see Jake Paul at MSG. Yeah, isn't let that, that sink Let that sink in a little bit, man. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely strange. Um, and it's probably going to sell out. We've had we've had the greats there. You know, we've had Muhammad Ali. Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. Jake Paul. You know, they're all they're all in the same they're all they're all boxers you know canelo oh, alvarez floyd money mayweather exactly exactly so and now you're adding jake paul the problem child paul the mvp champion i mean let's uh let's get into it a little bit let's just talk about it man we had talked about it a while back you were telling me and i was 100 percent said it was had i mean tommy to me only made sense at the time it still makes sense now a lot of people are not really fans of this fight for some reason, and you and me are the only ones who think this fight makes sense. There's there's uh, there's stuff about it that 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 we need to know about, but other people are keep saying he's in the you know Jake's gonna walk through him, Jake's gonna do this and that. I would rather see yep. him fight so and so. You and me are not of that camp, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure where everybody is not on that page either, but you know I guess we just are just a little more in the know how Josh somehow and. uh to me, I gotta give credit to Jake Man that he's not running away from this matchup. He he got it back. He's like, I'm gonna fight this guy. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna prove myself. And I think uh, I think that's a good thing. I think it speaks volumes of him. For some people, it doesn't. But for you and me, who I think are more in this universe, more know about like the the YouTube boxing space, there's there's a lot behind it here. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I I gotta do give him props for taking the fight um, because like like I mean we talked about this before. I mean to a degree, like it's. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to give him the shot because Tommy's already pulled out and there's more problems with it that are already happening. Um, but it's definitely one where, like, he's going to get the most credit for it, but he's not going to earn the most money from it. So uh, for that, I give him credit, you know. As far as the fight itself, I think Jake gets fucked up. That's not a secret. I've, I've made that known for a long time now. I mean, I, I just – I encourage people to go back and watch both those Tyron Woodley fights. However you remember them, they're not exactly – they're not nearly as good as you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how many that. rounds, by the way? I'm just curious. Eight rounds. Really? You didn't yeah. want to go for ten yet? Nope, right. not yet. But, yeah, however good you think Jake looked, he looked – because you might have been, oh, you know, first time watching. Oh, Tyron Willie's a champ, former champion. And you were impressed. Just go watch him. like, And then go watch Tom Fury's most recent fight. I understand, Like, here's the truth. Tom Fury didn't look great. For like, are we, are we comparing him to, like, a top-level boxer? No. Like, he did not look like – he could be contending for a title anytime soon in his most recent fight. He looked levels above Jake Paul. I understand that it only takes one, but, like, dude, there's so many people like, oh, yeah, but Tommy gets hit by the big right hand. I'm like, but, yeah, but Jake hasn't here's, – here's my conspiracy theory, Angel. Now, go, walk with me on this one. Jake Paul lands the big right hand. Everybody talks about him like fucking Mike Tyson. He's not even fought a person in his actual weight class. Like, yes, mm-hmm. he knocked he knocked out – Gibb, and he knocked out Ben Askin in time. Those guys fight at 170, you know? Like, they're much smaller than him. He's finally fighting someone who's actually his size. I don't think the right hand's going to do nearly as much damage as he thinks, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, even if Tommy gets hit, I don't I think it'll be fine. I mean, I really don't. I don't think this one's very interesting at all, but I do think the, the drama surrounding the fight is interesting, you know? I think it's interesting. I'm just curious to see what happens, man. I think, I think this, there's finally... Uh... Oh my god, there's finally, uh, there's finally, oh. not even that, there's a, there's a word I want to be able to use, but I can't think of it, but there's, uh, there's shit on the line, but there's a, there's another way I want to put stakes. it. Stakes. There's stakes, yeah, that's what it is, there's, yeah. there's actual stakes going into this fight, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, because it's the first one where I mean Jake's going to be either the underdog or even close. I mean, I mean, or near even. You know? Yeah, I mean, I believe right now they're even on the betting line. Um, so yeah, so we'll 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 see what happens, man. I mean, I am I am excited for it, but like I said, Josh, in terms of like the fight itself, I, I don't. Can you imagine a world where Jake really does walk through fucking Tommy Fury? Um, I can because I don't think Tommy Fury is very good. True. But you know what I mean, though. Like, you, I would be surprised. About, I would be. You know, surprised. you know, you know. We've been talking about because everybody, you and me, are just like, you know. I feel like I don't know if we're just smarter. Or I don't know what it is, but you know what I'm saying, though. Everybody's, uh, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, I don't want to see that." He's gonna walk through Tommy, and you'll be like, "I don't." We're like, "No, bro, it's not gonna be like that." You know, you gotta, you know, look yeah. between the lines, and and then if he does, Josh, we're just gonna look so fucking dumb, and I don't want that to happen either. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 like I said, man, like. I've seen people I respect be like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I think I think Jake fucks him up. Like a lot of people, you know. Um, but I don't know. Man. You know what's I gonna happen? If, never... You know what's gonna happen if that happens, Josh? If it doesn't happen, and it's the opposite, and Jake gets fucked, everybody's gonna be like, well, you know, we saw holes in the game. It's just that. Oh yeah, right, dude. Guaranteed, guaranteed. But like we got receipts, bro. Like we 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 all saw it, and they were like, man, props to Jake for for fighting a real box. I'm like, man, he's He's been boxing for like five years now. Like he had to do this at some point. Like, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I don't think he's gonna win. I think it's gonna probably be pretty lopsided. But as far as the, the, the build-up stuff, you know, like the drama with the press conference, I believe the fight will go on. I think like Tommy. Here's the thing: it, it, Tommy's a fury for sure, but he's not even he's not that close with with Tyson and, and, and his dad. You know, like he was raised by his mom. He didn't. He didn't really. He didn't start training boxing until he was like fourteen or fifteen or something. So like, he's not as close to that side of the family. So the, the the idea is that he's banned from the country due to like his brother having loose ties with the mob. So that's kind. Of, that's kind of fucked up, honestly. Um, you know. But anyways, man. As far as that matchup goes, I'm excited for it. Here's another matchup that a lot of people rolled their eyes at. Uh, a couple days ago, uh, Conor Rear went to Instagram. He said. I accept. You know, it's a picture of him punching Floyd Mayweather from the 2017 Super Fight. Um, that instantly got a lot of people talking, and then it came out. I believe it might have been Fight Hype, who's like a boxing uh, like website, who reported it, but I don't remember. Essentially, reported it that they're in talks to have a fight, a boxing match, um, and that apparently they're they're in close talks, and it might happen. Dana instantly shot it down, um, but that's not up. Uh, you know, Dana says a lot of things. So, what do you think about this one? Uh, do you actually think this fight is not, will happen, and do you have any interest in this fight happening? I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't. I don't think it'll happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, honestly, I don't have too much interest. Like, I'll watch it, and I think, like. Let him do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care that I don't necessarily want to see it. If, if you know, it means Connor will get paid, go for it. You know, I think he's in that state of his career anyway, like where he should have probably only be having fun fights, you know. Um, but, you know, that's just that's just my opinion. I, re- I really I really dislike that Dana went out there and immediately shit on the fight. I'm like, man, like, if the man wants to get paid, let him get paid, you know, like. I don't care that, anybody, that I don't want to see it. Like, you just let the guy get fucking paid, you know? Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, no, Josh. No. Oh. People can't make money. 
Not well, yes, but you know that's the fucked up thing about the UFC. Like you're not allowed in the UFC, you're making jack shit for pay, and then you're not allowed to go box either. Yeah. So, um, that's frustrating. But anyways, yeah, I, I mean, I believe that's all the news we got for this week. Is there any, is there anything else I missed, Angel? Not off the top of my head, no. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. So as far as this episode goes, hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm at Josh Evanoff on Twitter. He's at AngelTaker underscore O one at Quartzite Sound for all things related to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click. <laughs>